0: Hello. Welcome to Don't Call Me Exotic. I'm O-Annie E am a DJ, radio presenter, and promoter. This is the podcast where I invite people in the creative field to come talk to me about diversity, culture, personal experiences of racism, both in life and in their careers. I'd like to welcome my next guest, founder of the amazing platform Girls Will Be Boys and the film and movement Oh My God She's Bald, Char Elise. Hi. Um, Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Um, Could you please start by introducing yourself and tell me about your amazing platform, Girls Will Be Boys?
1: Thank you. So my name is Shaw. I'm the founder of an online storytelling platform called Girls Will Be Boys, which is basically a platform where I wanted to be able to pass the mic on people's experiences of self-acceptance and basically pose the question, is it always binary when it comes to gender and just like look into all of that kind of stuff. Uh, And I relaunched it because it was a blog. So I relaunched it as a platform with my first film, which was Oh My God, She's Bold. And that was about women of different cultures, backgrounds who have shaved their hair and just talking to them.
0: What inspired you to start this platform?
1: Well, honestly, I just knew I wanted to create that film. Oh My God, She's Bold. And then the reception to it. I didn't realize how much it, it was needed and also how much I just love talking to people <laughs> and I just want to find out their story. So yeah. after that, I was like, okay, like there's more that can be spoken about here. And I felt like there was a lot of platforms on like um, feminism and stuff, but not much on gender. Yeah. So I was like, why not do it?
0: Um, The Oh My God, She's Bald. That film came out, was it two years ago? No,
1: that was, I think, Four, four years four ago. Four years.
0: See, I'm not, like, computing the COVID years. We missed out. Years. <laughs>
1: Literally, we missed out two years.
0: So, if COVID didn't happen, two years. But yes. it's been actually four years yeah. ago. And then you started a short film series, cuts mm-hmm. So, I've been diving into those. And it's been amazing just to see, you know, everyone's stories about why they shape their heads and the responses that they've gotten since mm-hmm. then. And I know that you said that you wanted to use that to explore women from different cultures. Mm-hmm. So what did you get out of that exploration?
1: It, well, it was very interesting. And I feel like, obviously, when I did my film, I I didn't really have any, nothing behind it. It was just like me and I asked some friends and like got people that I knew or found on Instagram. So I feel like I got more into it when I did buzz cuts which was obviously over the pandemic like I couldn't go out and make films so I was like you know what I can work (laughs) iMovie if you guys just answer these questions I'll edit them yeah and I feel like that's where I got the most different kind of stories and I definitely wanted to talk to people where in their culture hair was a thing I did get that out of one of the girls that was in my films Ash um I just think it's it's just one of those things where it's like, obviously, I don't want to dis disrespect someone's culture, but also it is just hair. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, it's weird to see or just to really have in your face, like, how many people this is not just a oh, I can just shave my hair too, like it was for me. Because yeah. there wasn't the culture involved or like all that kind of stuff.
0: I think as women, like, we don't actually grow up with a bald head as an option mm-hmm. to actually have as a hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And for myself personally, I'm South Korean, but I grew up in Canada. So having the Eurocentric views of West, like the Western beauty thrown at me, and that's all I knew, because my features aren't what is seen to be as beautiful. Mm-hmm. I always kind of felt like having long hair was like the one thing I had mm-hmm. that was the
1: same. Yeah, it's really interesting you saying that because I feel like where the only thing you had was like your hair. I had like nothing because, like, oh. obviously, I was being ripped apart from my hair as well. So there was nothing on me <laughs> that resembled any kind of European uh, features. Yeah. So because I didn't have the option, it was like, okay, well, at least I can literally just do what I want because no one is looking at me anyway. Yeah. No one is paying attention to me. I've literally, like, said, even in dating and trying to date and all that kind of stuff or going on nights out with friends, I literally felt invisible. So oh my God. it was like, Good and bad because like no one's looking no one's looking yeah. at me so I can like do what I want. But also you're like, wait, why does no one care? Why does everyone yeah. care about everyone else? Like, and my white friends or like my skinnier friends, like I didn't have any element that attached me to that. So it's been like a, yeah, there's duality.
0: Because I think so much in culture is like people associate women shaving their heads as like losing control mm-hmm. or like, do you know what I mean? And I just feel like to me, I see it as the complete opposite. Yeah. Because the strength it actually takes to be that vulnerable mm-hmm. to actually just be like, fuck it, I, I'm in control. I, I'm going to write my own narrative and mm-hmm. like this is what I'm going to do. It's just like I don't know why the patriarchy is like telling us that. The one thing that we can do to control our femininity is just like, no, she's out of control. It's to just
1: knock us down. It's literally because we're out of control to them. When women do anything that is outside of control to men, they feel like it's out of control. Like they've gone out of control. No, we've just gone out of control to the people that are oppressing us. And I feel like that's something that is not, taken into consideration and also I feel like it's important to make the decision for yourself like I felt like it was important to do these films and these series because there are people who literally don't have control and yeah. lose their hair like due to cancer or exactly. all those kind of things so I feel like there needs to be a space where Their celebration of it so that you can take back control even if it was out of your control yeah I think control is a good word for this (laughs) (laughs) I've never spoken about control so much like to do with it but yeah it's so true
0: how did how did it change your life when you shaved your head
1: well I always say when I'm encouraging people to shave their hairs that like you discover things about yourself you didn't know you needed to find out and That's, I can't pinpoint it for everyone what that thing will be. But I just feel like I was controlling what I looked like because there wasn't eyes on me. I was, I never really, I mean, I did because I'm a woman in this world, but not too much so where I looked at myself through the male gaze Mm. because like I was invisible to the male gaze. So to have full control of myself and like how I came across or how I wanted to present myself was amazing and I feel like I could experiment more with my look having a shaved head and like, I just feel like then I got loads of tattoos and like piercings and it's like, oh, I can wear like loads of jewelry or I could wear a full beat of makeup but also most of the time I'm not wearing makeup like today. Yeah. So it's just, it just feels like I felt like a blank canvas and that I was like ready to really delve in and like fill in the blanks of who I am yeah. from shaving my head.
0: After I watched a deep dive of these buzz cut videos, I actually, I know it's not. I know I have hair, but like, I actually cut my hair. Really? Yeah. Like, How it long actually. Was it? it was. Like, I had hair down to like my lower back.
1: Wow. And so like
0: that was. It was kind of. So I kind of have just a little bit longer than shoulder length hair now. So like, I cut. I think maybe like eight, ten
1: inches off. Have you just grown it and not cut it ever?
0: I used to have like a bob. Okay. And then I let that grow out. Mm-hmm. But it was mainly a maintenance thing. I'm 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 really lazy when it comes to hair. Me too. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I cannot be fucked. So um yeah, having a bob was just too much effort. Mm-hmm. Um so I just let it grow out and then yeah, I watched these and I was like, Do you know what?
1: Why Wait, am so I you it waiting out after that? Yes, I was oh! like- No way. So I didn't shave my hair, but this was like... Oh my God. You know, that's so weird because my friend did the same. Like she'd been thinking about cutting her hair for ages and her hair was like really, really, really long. And then she cut it to here and like got a mullet. And that was after like... And I was like, okay, you didn't shave it, but like... It's still making us think. yeah, Yeah. It just changes like something in your like attachment to your hair yeah that's like the main thing
0: yeah and I felt in control not out of control yes
1: exactly <laughs> exactly um
0: one of the people that you had on one of those videos she mentioned that because she had really long hair and then she shaved it and then all of a sudden people were taking her more seriously mm-hmm. and not as like a sexualized object and stuff and I just think that's so fucked up mm-hmm. like I just the fact that we have to go through such lengths to Pun intended. <laughs> um, to actually be taken seriously. Yeah. It was just crazy. Was there any other memorable stories that you can think of that? Because that really hit home to me, actually.
1: I just, I remember I had a submission from someone. I was, I don't remember if I got around to editing it and putting it up. Um, but she was 15, I think, and she changed oh. her hair. And I was just like, at that wow, age. Oh, yeah. So, like, and you're she going was to in like, school. Right. And, yeah. So she was telling me she did it over the summer and then had to go back to school. And I was just like, I could not I shaved my head at twenty one. Yeah. So and I'd wanted to do it since I was 16. But yeah. being like I'm from Leicester, obviously it's like small town mentality. Mm. It's not actually a small town. <laughs> but she was from an actual small town. And I was like, Okay, wow. this is like amazing. So wow. that was really cool.
0: That was really cool. Did she but, say like what the reception was?
1: She said that everyone, everyone was fucking with it because it's just like, what can you <laughs> say? it's have changed. It wasn't like right. That. Like, I was fifteen. <laughs> no, right. So like, it's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there was any other, any other. I mean, all of them were quite interesting. My mum. Your mum one. did one. Yeah. Oh, she's so cute. Oh my god. So
0: How did that feel? Because you inspired her, and I think as a human being, that's like. Perfect full circle, right?
1: Yeah. It's it's crazy because she had always encouraged me to do it like since I was younger. Um And then obviously I did it at 21. I made the film, I think at like 24? Yeah. 25? And yeah, she was like, I wanted to do it because like, you know, I feel like I want it. that's the thing, I want to take back control of yep. like how people see me. Obviously like she's married, she's not out there trying to date and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's for her. But just like, she was like, I want, people to make assumptions about me when actually they know fuck all about me. Yeah. Like, I want to go through that. Wow. So yeah, cause she worked in like social services. So yeah. she had like an office job. It wasn't like she was in the creative industry and people were just gonna be like cool haircut. Obviously people would be like, Oh you okay? What happened? Like, why did you, it's the whole, <laughs> like you've lost you control okay? thing, yeah. right? So as like a, I don't remember how old, I think she was like approaching 50 mm-hmm. when she did it. That was quite major. Wow.
0: So she actually wanted people to confront, like wow, that's because really she wanted to
1: Yeah, she wanted to kind of like have that experience of the full experience of like people being like, What's going on? <laughs> but then also so that she could have that control that, moment in being yeah. like, It's none of your business. Yeah. And actually think what you want. I don't care. To educate people. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. Cause I know you ask um your
0: guests to describe their experience in three words mm-hmm. and she said empowered mm-hmm. badass and sexy she's so cute, cute. <laughs> how cute is she's that she's so
1: cute like, come on.
0: um but the, some of the other people that you had on some words that I just wanted to mention that stuck out for me were liberated seen taking control and creative which mm-hmm. I didn't expect mm-hmm. but I guess like you said before when you're almost a blank canvas mm-hmm. you can you're kind
1: of empowered and free to do whatever you want. Exactly. I think seen is also like a good one because yeah, like having a shaved head was the first time I felt seen and it's because the people that like deserve to see me would see me. It wasn't just like, some anyone like yeah the kind of experiences that like my sister or like my friends went through where they'd be seen for like their hair or Mm. like for their body or blah 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 when i'd been invisible for so long it was like okay now i'm presenting how i want so it's almost like a bullshit filter yeah so the people that deserve to see me were the ones that were actually seeing and appreciating me and everyone else would just carry on ignoring me yeah so like That's a really good word, actually, because I felt seen after I did it. So I can totally relate with that.
0: Wow. No, that's amazing. I also want to speak to you about the BLM blip. Mm -hmm. Um, You wrote about that and shadow banning. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to hear about your experiences as a black content creator. And yeah, for people who
1: don't know what shadow banning is, would
0: you be able to... (laughs) Shadow (laughs) banning is the devil. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: literally like... The devil, it's right. just when like the algorithm fucks you over. If you use certain words or topics, then basically it will ensure that your content is not seen and push it to the bottom of the feed because obviously it's not in chronological order anymore. Yeah. Um. So it just, it's literally like the word shadow banning. Like you're yeah. just, your content is not seen it could be for days could be for weeks months like I feel like a lot of black people's has been months and it's really weird because we're talking about the same things we were talking about last summer when BLM re-kicked off or kind of like kicked off for the people who had never paid attention to it but Um, when it had the biggest kind of that's when it had the most momentum right so we were talking about the same things we'd spoken about before when we were shadow band or just not yeah. being shown and then everyone was like oh my god these people are incredible listen to these voices we're gonna follow you diversify your feed blah 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 and then 2021 comes around and everyone's like anyways back to um yeah back to doing whatever i want to do and just completely ignoring all the black content creators not engaging with their work it's almost like we're not asking too much just that if you follow us, you support us because that is literally our bread and butter and we can't control the algorithm that is literally built against us. So it's not our faults like that. We're not being seen. And if you can help that is like the easiest, quickest, simplest way to be an ally to like black
0: people. Like you're on the, the, you're on the app anyway. So you might as
1: well, as soon as you see it, just click save, like, like it, share it, comment. Like it's, not hard. that's why i made yeah. like a video about like i did an igtv on just a quick five minute one just like it's really important to interact with this because we don't have control over it and we're pushing out all this content also being the blueprint of a lot of trends and stuff that then only get seen by people who aren't shadow banned and then it takes off and then mm. the original creators are disregarded and it's just like oh my god this is so exhausting so It's just exhausting, basically.
0: You've obviously been affected from this for the last, like, I guess, 18 to 24 months since it's been kind of kicking off. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was crazy, like... It was almost like... It made my mental health worse because it was such a mind fuck that, like, people were making out that they genuinely cared and, like, genuinely wanted to learn and wanted to help. And afterwards sort of seeing the aftermath, it feels like they were in control the whole time. Yeah. And they were making out that they were giving us control when actually if they're the ones that are lifting us up, they're the ones that dropped us straight after as well. Yeah. So that was really like, that did mess me up a bit. I think a lot of us were like, we're finally being heard and appreciated for all the hard work put into things. And then it was like, actually, we don't give a shit. And we literally just got kicked to the ground again. Yeah. So I think that was the hardest thing, like the aftermath, crazy. God, because it's not a trend (laughs) it's so not a trend
0: because i've had other guests who like work in the music industry and when that happened they made loads of pledges on you know diversifying Mm -hmm. and all this shit and black squares and all this (laughs) (laughs) black square help (laughs) oh my days um but then you know a year on a year and a half on two years on it's it's gone
1: yeah it's, it's like it never happened
0: yeah and it's
1: like but it's almost worse
0: because right you feel like you felt seen you exactly. felt like you were making a difference and you existed and there was room
1: f- for you at the table mm-hmm. but- exactly that exactly that or even like we were told we'd be able to create our own tables yeah and then like I feel like that was by the brands who were like, we're going to support, we're going to be... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, as much as maybe they're putting more black people at the forefront, yeah, behind the scenes, the team is still not black. So it's like when we say hire us, we mean hire us through and through, like to yeah. every stage, the casting directors, the stylists, the yeah. you know, like the makeup artists, obviously that is a whole conversation in itself.
0: <laughs> Which I think we should get into. Because <laughs> yeah. um, you mentioned that you'd been like ostracized on set when you've called out Mm -hmm. basic shit yeah so can can you elaborate on that a little bit
1: I had an experience recently when like I'd kind of expressed to my management what had happened and just that I felt completely disregarded on the set and then other people who are on the set who maybe had more followers or like which obviously is part and parcel of also not being shadow because You're not POC. Mm. So there's that on top of everything. It's like, <laughs> why do you think they have more followers in the first place for you to give them more respect anyways? Yeah. And I had basically just said everything that had happened, told my management, they spoke to the brand and they had come back being like, well, if she was so outspoken, why didn't she say anything on set? And it's like, well, because when I have said things on set before, I'm ostracized on set and that's uncomfortable. Like I'm here to do my job. I'm not here to feel like I'm in like school and being bullied and not spoken to by my best friend. And or also
0: like it takes a minute for just to kind of process the what's right. happening and right. to balance the professionalism. And It's like you
1: didn't just knock what my drink mean? off the table yeah. and then I didn't tell you and like I'm annoyed. Like you oh literally. My God. there's been microaggressions. That's deflecting it's... as well because it's... Right. Okay. Just own up to it. It's just small things like, you know, I was on a shoot before and the other model was white. She got her makeup done first because obviously she needed to get her head done as well. Um, and then <laughs> I went next. She had a full face of makeup on and they just looked at me and was like, do we need to put any makeup on her or do you think she's... I'm like, girl, this is a campaign. Why? The other model has makeup, a full face. Why? They're like, oh, but your skin is really good. It's like, sorry. Just if you don't have to do the job. <laughs> Stop just saying say you're a makeup yeah. artist first and foremost. Yeah. That's something that pisses me off as well. I talk about this with my girlfriend all the time because she's modeling now and like the experiences she's had with like her hair. It's like, I don't understand why hairstylists and makeup artists are allowed to call themselves those things if they cannot do black hair mm-hmm. and makeup also. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, I, the logic is not there. The math is not mathing. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think it's rude that they yeah. get to be like, i was actually having this conversation with my sister last night it's like if you can only do if you're white and you can only do white people's makeup you're not a makeup artist you just know how to do your own makeup <laughs> because you don't know you don't have the skills to actually do makeup yeah aside from one yourself it's like okay i can do my own makeup on my makeup boys now yeah because i couldn't do a white person's yeah but when it's the other way around it seems to be okay <laughs> that's just because your
0: skin's so good (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i can't do this anymore i mean i used to get like when i go on shoots they say you know come bare face i've kind of stopped doing this now i'll go with my eyeliner done Mm. because i'm like you don't know how to do makeup on asian eyes like you just you pretend they're white person's eyes and i'm like my eyes are not a white person's eyes (laughs) I just I can't I can't deal first of all I'm amazing at my eyeliner so like (laughs) it's fine (laughs) but honestly now I'll just go to set and I'll just like not like I I'll do my eyeliner Mm -hmm. but I won't do anything else yeah but yeah because then I would just sit there they would do it and then I'd feel so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I'd feel like the makeup is just sitting
1: on my face and it's not part of my look or whatever right and then I'm taking these photos and I just look like shit that has happened so many even like with my sister and her hair so there's the whole come with your hair clean it's like black people's hair is clean but like we can't if she's because she's mixed race if she's washed her hair she can't leave the house with no product in her hair at all you have to like do something and then the brand complained to her modeling agency that she didn't have clean hair it's like that is the cleanest all hair can be to keep it in good condition. And if you knew how to do hair, yeah. you would know that. Yeah. And there's just so much like... I just, I'm not serious. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm just like, I can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing also. I feel like comparing it to the music industry, which is what I'm part of, it's just like it has to start with, like, the people where... The rooms that they're discussing music, they're discussing style. Like, it, it starts from the top to... The, to to filter out right yeah and we can't just be like okay you can have a diverse audience facing whatever like it has to go within like it has to be authentic like
1: yeah that's that's the problem I think it's like and I've said because people have asked me how do you know the difference between like tokenism and like if I'm being hired or like whatever as a model between tokenism and like actual diversity and it's like most of the time, it's the team behind it. Like yeah. if if it's an all white team and I'm the only black person, still like out of the cast, is I'm being tokenized. Yeah. But if it's actually like a black team or mm-hmm. like POC, and then there's other people, I don't know. It's just like it's just obvious. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, you really can't tell. Yeah, I'm looking for Southeast Asian teams. Where are you guys? It's literally like we. The only way we're going to move forward is if. We, Again, why do we have to do the work? We've been doing the work forever. Why do we have to find, like... The- it's just exhausting. Yeah.
0: But that's the thing when people, you know, when things happen, and they're like, can you explain this to me? Mm-hmm. Or, like, teach me how to be better? And it's like, no, just because I've, like, been able to identify the issues doesn't mean I now have to solve them. There's books. And then I have people. to do it as well. Like, Right. It's, just, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I think you mentioned before when... You know, working with brands that they'll go in inverted uh, quotations like another way, but then they've gone with a white counterpart. Like, mm. have you, you've obviously experienced this.
1: Oh, yeah. I've, up until like a couple months ago. Really? It's just like, I always say, like, Oh, we've decided to go in another direction. I'm like, Yeah, the white direction. Mm. Every time. Like, it's always because, because I'm a Sagittarius and I know I'm right. <laughs> If I was supposed to be booked for a job or it falls through at the last minute or they retract their invite for me, which has happened to me a couple of weeks ago, it's like, don't invite really? me to an event. And then be like, oh, actually, sorry, we're overbooked. It's like, okay, but you invited me. Anyways, then I will check the hashtag yeah. I knew I was meant to post or whatever yeah. or go on the tag and I'll see who did the job. And it's white people. Yeah. Or it's straight people. So it's like, I'm aware of what's going on I'm checking in like I'm I'm fact checking because I knew I was right anyway but I the facts are there like yeah don't say you've gone in another direction when that direction is always my oppressor because yeah. that's gonna piss me off don't come to me in the first place and that is always the case
0: I mean where do we even kind of go from there like how do you to acknowledge it and to be aware of it and then to kind of not allow that to stunt like your creative output like, it's I, hard. Yeah. It's like, how do you handle like the mental health aspect
1: um, of it? Sometimes I just don't. Yeah. And I just sleep. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, it does help having management that understand me and let me literally just speak how I speak to my sister and my girlfriend, like, and just be honest and sort of make sure that they're giving feedback to them. Cause I'm like, you need to tell that brand that was not on or like, you need to talk to them not maybe in the exact same tone that I speak because (laughs) I understand there needs to be some professional level but I was like we need to carry the same tone because like they can't get away with that and also like I don't want people to be because I know some brands have been worried I'm going to put them on blast it's like that's not what I do but also like I'm not afraid to create awareness around people who are like still bullshitting in the industry like after what after BLM last year, it's like, yeah. and after everyone's pledges, it's just embarrassing at this point. So the only thing really is like, I mean, right now I'm trying to take a step away from doing like content creation and ads and working with brands so much and just focus on Girls with Be Boys and like relaunching it. Cause obviously I took a break like after um, after lockdown. So the only way was uh, circling back to the word control, but <laughs> like yeah. taking back control and being like, do you know what? I'm gonna do my thing for my people and for the people that need it because no one it's just not going to change like at least not right now and after doing it for like five years I actually don't have the capacity anymore so I think it's just knowing when to be like I can't do this otherwise I will literally break and this is breaking me and it has been breaking me and I'm at the point where there's only so much you can put up with and there's only so many times you can bite your tongue before you're just going to be like I'm running into the same problems at the same places and like I've got to take, not responsibility that I'm putting myself in these positions cause I'm not. But also I kinda know when shit's gonna happen. And yeah. I know that brands are gonna keep fucking me over. Yeah. So I have a choice. And like I'm grateful that I do cause I know a lot of people don't. But for me personally, where I got to a place where I had a choice, I was like, okay, well I'm just gonna try and take back some control cause otherwise I'll be dead. <laughs>
0: Because I find what's difficult for me is that my first instinct is to like look inward and be like, what is it? Is it me? Is it Mm -hmm. something that I'm not able to provide? And Mm -hmm. I try to, I don't think about the external factors that I don't have control over the word control. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is called Control. (laughs) Um, But then like, I don't know how to, because then I just don't think that it's that immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tend to, shy away from checking on who else got the job or whatever just Mm. because I know that'll just make me feel shit yeah but then yeah I don't know how to kind of I guess to not just take it so personally because it's out of control my control but Mm. I find it really hard no I
1: totally understand that because at the beginning that was me as well I think it's like like I said like having good management and people that can remind me and be like no but hold on a minute like this is on them, like this is not on you because my first instinct was always to like beat myself up yeah. as well and be like, I just need to work harder. Like yeah. I, mean, I just need to, maybe it's me. I need to, yeah, like yeah. okay, I need to get more creative or I need to produce better content or maybe I'm not presenting myself well enough, I'm not posting enough, I'm not, it's like, mm-hmm. I used to do that, anxiety. Go inside but then I'm like, well no, because, no. Yeah. Look at all the things I have done, all of the things I'm, going to do obviously they just it's on them right? yeah it is it's uh, the only way to see it in order to move forward for me was just to be like this is not even on me it, it that's on them
0: yeah I suppose they're gonna make that decision regardless of how you're gonna feel about yourself right so you
1: might as well just feel great <laughs> right it's just like well this is just gonna keep happening because like when I was signed and stuff um to modeling agencies I would be on the mood boards right and like I would go for the castings and I wouldn't get the jobs. And it's like, but you literally had on a piece of paper that you wanted me. My face was there and then I got there. So then I'm like, okay, did I turn up and I'm not what they thought I was? Like, is this my fault? Do I need to lose weight? Do I need to clear my skin more? Like, and then it was just like, no, they already know what they wanted. Yeah, They already know. And it's the same with brands. Like they, they're gonna do what they want to do anyway. So there's no point me beating myself up about it.
0: Yeah okay I'll, I'll do that <laughs> <laughs> just ignore them it's about me i'm amazing what it's their fault um you said that you were gonna you've taken some time away from kind of content creation now and focusing on girls will be boys mm-hmm. so is there anything you can kind of tell us about
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh well there's lots of fancy plans um the first thing will be a podcast so Oh. yeah obviously i'm chatty patty so it just yes! makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah there will be a podcast coming um more films like mini film a mini film series that I'm sort of aiming to do as well and then I have kind of mentioned this a couple of times if I've spoken to anyone but um a barbershop for women oh, and marginalized wow. genders. yeah so that's like one of the main long-term goals so working towards getting that up and running as well. And then I did want to do a book at some point. I don't mm. want to write a book. Yeah. But I think creating a beautiful coffee table book of just bold people. Yeah. Would be incredible. Yeah. And it would be such a good gift for, like like I say, people who want to take back control. Yeah. Or to just be inspired. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's so many things floating around. Those are just a few of the things. But there's a lot. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I really need to, like... I could put. I don't want to put my energy into like being upset about not getting a certain job mm. because actually there's so much I can give. Yeah, and like energy is currency, so it's yeah. like I I need to put it over in that direction for a while.
0: Well, you've created a movement.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you say. Coffee, uh, coffee book, because that was what the film was meant to be, wasn't it?
1: Or was so, that the initial idea? No, I wanted it to be an exhibition. Oh, right. Okay. But then I was like, I'm not a photographer. How's this is gonna work? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I actually saw um, Azure Boa did an ID series about, um, I think it was about feminist movements um and it was like a three-part video series and I, I was so engaged and I was like I want to make something like this mm. so then I was like Ooh, I could do it as like a mini docu film thing yeah and then I was like wow really enjoy making films and then I did I've only right. done another one that was like with weekday and then I'm like I need to get back on it because I miss
0: it so yeah much. no it's amazing I love um I love that you've created something like outside of yourself that's actually like changing people oh, and cutting my hair <laughs>
1: it took, it took a lot there. it
0: took a lot to it, it was my security blanket yeah and like it there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> there's like it's a loaded thing to talk about and I've been actually talking to my friend t- just today about bleaching my hair and like changing oh, wow. the color and I and I it's so interesting that we had this conversation today when I was speaking to you because I was telling him like if I bleach my hair I think it might wash me out and he was like those are the eurocentric views of beauty that, that like you shouldn't even think that way like yeah because i was worried about that but you know
1: what one thing someone said to me i don't remember who said it but they were like it's so weird that we think about our hair that it has to always suit us right. we don't think about that with clothes like you don't dress to suit your body but everyone's like, I can't have this haircut oh because it will make my face look like this, or like, I can't do this, or this color will da da da. But it's like, well, if you want it, do it. Yeah. In the same way, if you want to wear it, then you wear it. Oh my god! And you don't I dress for your body, right? I don't remember who said it, or maybe I said it. <laughs> I don't remember, but like. <laughs> it was me. It's just like, <laughs> that's one thing that goes around. And I'm just like, that is so true. That's so true. Even like with shoes. Yeah, You don't, like, not wear a shoe because it makes your foot look a bit chunkier. Like, like I, I don't think we think about other stuff as deeply no. as we do hair. Even, like, makeup. So, like, yeah. when I do my makeup, I don't do it to enhance my features. I don't wear, like, proper makeup. It's fun. Yeah, I'll just do what I want to do. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't have to make sense. But with hair, there's so much, like, it has to suit you. But it's like, you don't do anything else to... Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and it's something that just grows.
1: right. <laughs> right yeah no it was so interesting
0: when he said that to me I was like oh my
1: god
0: I have to unpack
1: this it's true it's true (laughs) it's a
0: lot oh my god there's a lot there's There's a lot lot to think about there's a lot (laughs) is there anything else in 2022 that we can I mean you've already said loads
1: (laughs) no just just that and then at some point I'll bring back my t-shirts like once I've got like a bit of uh, momentum going with yeah getting back up and running and out there but no I just I really just want to do girls with boys and do yeah. it properly
0: and the resurrection of house of Shar. because
1: oh <laughs> yes I'm the resurrection of my house carol because yes. I'm obsessed I just moved into my
0: own place like this year oh congratulations and I just made, thank you but it's just been like because I decorated it spent loads of money and then like I discovered that your account and I was like
1: Mine's like a basic Pinterest. No, 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 no. Okay. The secret is Facebook Marketplace and eBay. Okay. Everything I have, my dining table, my chairs, my sofas, like everything is Facebook Marketplace or eBay. No, I love it. It's so great. Just scour
0: for hours. Oh, see, that's the thing. I'm lazy. I
1: just can't. <laughs> to be fair, I got my sister to do it, but Aww. she loves to do it. So it's fun.
0: Um, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for your in- inspiration. Me. And maybe I'll have different hair next time I see I'm you. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
1: I'm going to be checking your hair. Yeah. What's going on, um, Did you want to drop your socials for everyone? So my personal one is at Elise Shaw. Um, my girls with boys one is at girls with boys underscore. And then. Well, I mean the rest of. The rest of the pages are in my bio. So if you just go to Alicia, you'll see everything.
0: Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Shar. I'll be back next week. So make sure you subscribe, follow and rate the show to keep posted on new episodes. You can also get in touch with me at Don't Call Me Exotic Pod and at O-N-E-O on Instagram. You can also send me an email at Don't Call Me Exotic Pod at gmail.com. and make sure you don't call people exotic. Bye.